help first. Help others first before yourself. It, it sounds good. Sounds like it's something we want to do. We want to be proud of that. But it's not so easy to do when you're in crisis, when your business is hurting, when your employees are struggling, when your family is counting on you to keep your business afloat. But when your business is helping others, which do you choose? Help first or help yourself? I think you know what we're heading for here, and you're about to learn what the right choice is. Ron Kaminsky is next. This is a Dash of Grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. Now, podcasting from Spire to leaders in local communities like yours, here is Brian Leflock. And so let's get cooking. I'm really excited for you to meet the guest today because we are talking about something a little bit different than we talk about in the past. Sometimes grit shows up on your own. You've got to get through something. You've got to take care of your own business. You've got to save something that you started and it takes grit. In this situation, the grit needed is going to help others. When your job is to make other businesses successful and you go through struggles and trying times like we all have, what kind of grit do you have to bring to the table to win that battle? And so let's get into it. I want you to meet visionary entrepreneur, keynote speaker, certified EOS implementer, and you're going to find out what that means, and CEO and founder of Culture Shock in Westlake, Ohio. Ron Kaminsky, welcome, and thank you for being our guest today on Dash of Grit. Hi, Brian. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here today. I'm excited about it too. And I think before we get into the hard part, you need to let us know what you do. Let us know a little bit about what Culture Shock is, EOS. Talk to me also about success. Your, your company is growing and is doing really well. The grit is grittier when we've got something to compare it to and you're doing things uh, wonderfully now. So can you share some of your story? Sure. So uh, founded... Culture Shock, we've been at this since 2003, and we have two sides of our business. Uh, one side of our business is we help companies compete on culture. Uh, we believe people are the most critical asset in every organization, and you've got to become employer of choice. And so we help organizations do that, uh, startups on up to Fortune 100s. And the other side of our business is we help small to mid-sized organizations implement EOS, that stands for Entrepreneurial Operating System. And what that really uh, boils down to is that it, it, it is, a, it is an, an operating system that helps organizations uh, do three things really well, vision, traction, and healthy. And uh, what I mean by vision is we help organizations align around a single and common vision for the entire organization. From a traction perspective, we allow we help organizations set up cultures of disciplined execution and accountability against that vision. Uh, most organizations that do actually do great vision work, but that that vision tends to sit on the shelf and collect dust. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, the traction component of what we do really helps organizations steer clear of that and gain true traction against their common vision. And finally, healthy. So goes the health of the leadership team. So goes the health of the entire organization. And so as we're working on vision and traction, we're also working on healthy. And that's what, what we mean by that is open, honest, vulnerable, talking about and solving the most critical issues in the business. At Culture Shock, we have a, uh, we have a mascot and also our first core value is be, the, be a buffalo. And 
The story goes that buffaloes as a herd charge into storms, knowing they're going to see blue skies faster, uh, while their counterparts, the cows, run from weather, essentially guaranteeing they're going to spend more time in pain. And so what we like to think we do is we we help our clients um, charge into their storms. And those can be uh, barriers and obstacles and, uh, you know, anything we've seen in the last year with COVID to ideas and opportunities and um, as opposed to kicking the can down the road on those things. So, so I, I think that's pretty much aligned with, with uh, grit, right? And, and so tell me a little bit about the success of culture shock. Absolutely. It, it's uh, you're helping businesses grow and figure it out and get on the right path. And you've been doing that for quite a few people is, is, uh, do you feel like culture shock is as successful as you need it to be? Is it on the right track? Let's talk about the success for culture shock. Yes. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling really good about where we're, we're at from us, from a, uh, a growth standpoint, you know, we had about, uh, you know, on the, on the compete on culture side of our business, we, we run team building events and leadership development programs all over the country. And we were doing those in person, 100%. And that event business went to zero as soon as COVID hit. And yeah. we actually uh, managed to end the year even with what we did in 19. And we're actually projected to grow by at least 50% this year. 50% uh, growth. Correct, because of some of the pivots we've made. Um, okay, COVID has forced us into. And and so let's get into that. Fifty percent growth on an already successful company sounds like something worth listening to. And so buckle up, folks. I think we're going to hear about some grit here. Talk to me about. We all know what COVID did, but we also we don't we don't all know what the successful be- people did to counteract those things. And so I know that's what we want to talk about a little bit. Tell me about those times when things went to zero um, and what that looked like for your company. We had a really tough go of things in 08, 09. And so that that vision was really clear in my head when COVID hit. And so I did not want to sit on our hands and wait. I want What we needed to figure out is how do we support? We're inside of a hundred organizations right now, helping them grow, and, um, and and so day one, my vision was: Hey, team, our goal is we are going to exit COVID with one hundred percent of our clients still in business. And by the way, we're agnostic to the type of business, so everything from manufacturing, distribution, B to B, B to C retail, hospitality, restaurant, et cetera. We're all over the board. So our goal was pretty ambitious. We're going to exit COVID with 100% of our clients still in business and 100% still with us as clients. That's that's what I was wondering. It, it was the goal to make sure, because that's different. For a lot of folks, COVID was buckle down and survive. Let's keep right. as much as we can and let's hold on to, to breathe another day. That was part of your your goal, but most specifically was to make sure that every one of your customers was in business and thriving. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about you, it was about them. Right. And, uh, you know, one of the core values we're held to as EOS implementers is help first. And so our approach to our clients was, listen, we, we don't care if you can't afford to have a session with your leadership team we're going to do help. We're going to do help first. We're not going to, we're never going to not do a session with you once you're a client of ours for financial reasons. Uh, so if the right thing to do is that we're getting together and we're um, 
solving your most pressing issues together in an open and honest and vulnerable way as a leadership team, then we're doing that. And help first is not a tagline. It's not a nice to have. We genuinely believe in it. And we've even helped some organizations that aren't clients survive this. So uh, we've taken that to heart. And I think that's, that's why we're set up for the growth we're set up for this year. Was there ever a time when help first was in jeopardy when, because we, I know you got to make sure you got to put your own life preserver or your own mask on, they say in the airplane so that you can help other people. You've got to take care of, of culture shock so that culture shock can help. But it sounds like it's the other way around. And so uh, was there ever time when you thought maybe you're not going to be able to, to help? Well, we didn't know what was going to happen. But and, and I'll I'll throw one more thing on this. We just had a baby on April sixth of last year, right at the beginning of COVID. So we oh had goodness. COVID babies, and uh, I was trying to balance staying home with with mom and and uh, the little guy and and keeping the business afloat. And what I found was that our first priority was our clients, and my second priority was our team. And what really had has been such a blessing for us is what happened to us in 08, 09, just being devastated by what happened to the economy. And our largest clients at the time were banks. And so mm. we we planned for almost a decade for financial stability as a result of that experience. And so that what it took to get through that was actually a huge blessing in preparing us for this. So I didn't really have the the anxiety of not being able to support our team. And I can honestly say that what happened with the government and what they did with PPP literally saved, helped save at least two dozen of our businesses that we're working with. So you were able to learn from the past and get yourself set up so that you could help. And I'm interested in, uh, since it is your passion and it's why you exist here at Culture Shock, without getting too specific, what were these businesses that you were serving? What were some gritty stories on their end um, that you were able to kind of jump in and, and see and help first to make sure that they were uh, around to, to enjoy this, this resurgence that we're about to hit? Sure. So uh, we've had a few of our clients with very significant pivots. You know, one of them was a, was a retail real estate holding company, right? All of a sudden, nobody's paying rents. Uh, We also had a secret shopping company uh, that was tasked with secret shopping, some of the biggest restaurant chains, hotels, and event venues in the country went to zero, right? Um, Mm -hmm. We didn't drop, you know, 50, 60%. We dropped 95% in those organizations. And so the approach was all hands on deck let's stay incredibly calm and let's have some really um, open and honest conversations about what those pivots need to look like, not only to survive, but to start seeing around corners and help these organizations thrive on the back end of of COVID. And, um, you know, I I think when you have people that share your core values, you kind of want to be in a foxhole with those people solving these kind of issues. And I think, the work that our clients have done to clarify their core values and then be maniacal about surrounding themselves with people that only are cut from that cloth was a huge differentiator for these companies. And, and that those aren't my words. Those are theirs uh, back to us. 
did you find yourself in some spots with some folks? Your goal is 100%, and, and, and I'm going to ask in a little bit if we were successful in that goal. Um, did you find yourself in some spots where you really thought you were going to, you know, man overboard, can't find them. You know, we're going to, we're going to lose this one. What, what, what did that feel like? Because I can tell how much I can see it in your face, the anguish here. Um, What was that like for you to realize that we might not make it here? Well, we, I mean, we've had, you know, entrepreneurs that have been in business for decades that in a matter of a a month, we're, we're on the brink. And, uh, you know, for some of those clients, we were on daily calls with their, their leaders, owners, leadership teams, and I think the kind of a peace came over a lot of these individuals when they they kind of realized that, hey, I've bet on myself until now. Mm-hmm. And um, as long as I can continue to bet on myself, I'll, you know, we'll figure this out. Okay. Um, and so some of them um, had just done a really good job of detaching themselves from the outcome and just did the the hard work that was right in front of them that day. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I have a friend that's an ex Navy seal or a, you know, a retired Navy seal. And, and I would, and he, uh, he always had this phrase he used with me. He said, don't borrow pain from tomorrow. And um, a lot of us think about, Oh, this is going to be such a fight back. And, uh, and he said, you know what, when you were going through buds training and hell week and all that stuff, the, if you're trying to think about, oh my gosh, I can't do this for another couple of days, you're done. Uh, it's just, hey, how do I get to lunch? How do I get to dinner? Right? How do I wake up tomorrow? Um, so, so yeah, not borrowing pain from tomorrow. Let's just deal with what's right in front of us today yeah. um, and be the leaders that these companies deserve. I think I'm really interested in what the what the next phases are because we're not out of this yet. A lot of businesses are still struggling through, and I feel bad for many industries that have just been almost single handedly put down, where others have been able to uh, in in some ways thrive. I'm I'm wondering first before we go there though. You mentioned how 08 and 09 taught you a lesson. Mm-hmm. What lesson has Culture Shock learned, or what lesson have you learned through the experiences of your businesses through this, through the pandemic, um, that you'll take with you for the next time that the the waters get rough? Yeah, so I think the kind of the biggest takeaway is these companies staying the course, the ones that didn't cancel their meetings, the ones that didn't postpone the sitting down and thinking and working on their business are the ones that are having the best results. The ones that went into just survival mode and stayed there from a, and, and, and I would say there's a difference. It was the type of decisions being made, right? I think there's fear-based decisions. And then I think there's exciting forward facing decisions. And what we really try to to focus our our business on and and our clients business on is what are the exciting forward facing decisions we need to be making for this organization as opposed to holding on to the past or those fear-based decisions. And that's exactly where I want to go because the next thing about this story that's fascinating to me, not only did we save or keep 100% of our business customers and kept them from going out of business, Culture Shock grew or is planning you're set to grow 50% based on what you told me. I'm wondering what you were able to do during a really tough time for sure. businesses to grow 50%. Tell me that. So as of actually this date last year, we had never 
facilitated a virtual session with a client. And, um, isn't that amazing? And, and you're right. And I had, and I, I sat down, I was like, this isn't even possible at, at first. And I said, well, it's got to be possible because that's the only way we, we survive. And that's probably the only way we can get face to face with our clients and help them. There was, I thought there was two approaches we could take uh, going into COVID, which was one was let's survive in this virtual environment until COVID's over. And the other one was, what if we treated this as a massive opportunity and we became world-class at virtual facilitation? Um, and we chose the latter route. And I'm really glad we did because our previous geographic target market for our ideal clients was within two hours of Greater Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And um, we have since blown that up to you know the continental United States and we are now bringing on clients that we have agreed we will never see in person. We have taken our session ratings. Our session ratings have actually gone up for virtual sessions, higher than our in-person sessions were going into COVID. So it's forced us to up our game. It's forced us to make some big bets on technology and big bets on ourselves. We, we would have never gone down the virtual facilitation route uh, had it not been for COVID. Yeah. And now I do really feel we're on track for, for world-class in that arena. Isn't it amazing? A year ago, I, I know from our experience uh, with Spire, where I, where I work, uh, a year ago when this happened, which is almost a year ago to today that we're recording this, mid-March, um, we, we, everyone was kind of like, what now? We ran a seminar about this thing called Zoom. We had yeah. to do some research ourselves, learn about it, figure it out, and put a, a webinar on about this thing called Zoom. And so many people were like, "What? what is this? How do we do it? What do we do? And now it's almost second nature, almost more important than the phone. And, and so you were able to, to pivot quickly and figure that out. What were some of the struggles that you had to have from a purely in-person company to a virtual um, uh, representation? Uh, we, uh, obviously, getting the tech in-house, uh, cameras, audio, everything that was, you know, back orders were everywhere. So we just went out to our, our, our uh, circles of influence and we're like, Hey, what, you know, what should we be investing in? That was a huge piece of it. We over-invested in that. We bought everything and then tested and tested and tested. And we're actually still in the process of upgrading some pieces. Yeah. The other thing we found was we were on the we were almost going to open another physical location to host leadership teams, and now we've we've actually converted uh, multiple rooms in our existing space into virtual studios, and so that was a nice pivot. and And I think the other piece of this was getting our clients emotionally prepared for these virtual sessions, right? I think people, I think Zoom fatigue is a real thing, but we've, we've identified some best practices to really keep the energy up and the engagement extremely high for these uh, virtual sessions with our clients. What are the, as we start to wrap up here, what, what are the hurdles and the opportunities that you know you're going to have to bring some grit um, that are in the future, that are just around the corner, that are lying in, in, in wait for you as you try to take the company to even higher levels? What's next for Culture Shock? Yeah, so it, it's pretty evident we're going to have to add to this team. So being disciplined about adding individuals that are really sharing our core values, I think staying true to that. 
we run our business on EOS ourselves. So we kind of eat our own dog food. So, so uh, staying true to the operating system for ourselves is another is something else we need to keep top of mind. I think that's why we are so authentic with our clients because we're, you know, we sit in the exact same chair as they did. I think the other thing we have to really consider here is I think the biggest hurdle we're facing and our clients is facing is going to be, is more going to be on the mental health side of things. Our families, our children, our employees, and uh, helping them recover from, from, for some of them, a lost year of connectivity. And so I don't want to underestimate kind of the uh, collateral damage from that. Um, but I, I want to be a beacon. And we always talk about culture shock being a hub for those to, uh, to obsess about relentless growth, you know, growing themselves. And so we're, we're really looking forward to opportunities to gather as a you know, our Buffalo is our mascot. So we call it the herd, right? Gather the herd, all of our clients, all of our partners, all of our people, our families, et cetera, bring them back together and, and get refocused on relentless growth. Relentless growth is the goal. And and, and even now, uh, just staying afloat is also not a bad bad goal to have as well. And and uh, Ron, if there's some folks out there, and I know my audience is, is business owners, business leaders, organization leaders, uh, they're looking for help. And if they are interested in learning more about you or about Culture Shock or EOS or any of the, the struggles that you've had in the, in the past uh, or successes, how would they reach out to you? Sure. Uh, Ron at cultureshock.com uh, without just drop the K off the end of shock. Right. And, um, and, and we live help first. So if, you got, if anyone's in need of help, that's where, that's where we start. Right. And so uh, we don't charge for initial consultations with any with any organizations. We just want to help first. And um, yeah, and that served us really well. Perfect. And and if you can see the bookcase in the back, which is, you know, the traction is back there. If folks are interested in learning more about EOS, uh, traction is a great place to start. Of course, you can go to the Culture Shock website, uh, visit Ron on his email. A quick plug for Spire Advertising before we wrap up. We are a marketing company and, and I, I will go ahead and say, full disclosure, um, proud to be clients of, of Culture Shock. Uh, Jim Tennant, Ron Kaminsky and his whole team are fantastic. And uh, I highly uh, suggest you reach out to them. If you're looking for marketing help, that's what we do. Folks that are trying to overcome challenges, maybe spending too much money in marketing, trying to overcome the uh, the challenges of the past year, having trouble getting that traction, uh, we can help you reach out to people to help you grow. So my name is Brian. I am at brian at spiread.com with a Y. I'm also on LinkedIn and you can find me there. Mr. Kaminsky, thank you so much for sharing. I, I know that it has been a tough year and that, that's the birth of dash of grit. It came out of these struggles that, that people are going through. They're not over yet. And I really appreciate your sharing, not just your story of struggle, but the glimmer of hope that you were able to pivot and turn this whole thing into a positive for many other businesses and for yourself. And so I appreciate the inspiration and I thank you for being a part of dash of grit. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Brian. And thanks for all that you do over there. That What a great service to our community. Absolutely. And thank you for, for your kind words. Folks, we do this once a week and there are lots of folks just like Ron that have been on the past episodes. Find someone you like to listen to. Uh, let us know what you think and listen for us uh, each week on a dash of grit. Until then, get gritty, win the day, and we'll see you next time. This is a dash of grit. 
Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. 